You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth chat, discussion and analysis of every Premier League match week and the Champions League as well. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl and here are the topics for today's episode. Impressive Manchester United get the better of Man City, Fulham get a massive three points at Anfield versus the reigning champions, Spurs are flying with Harry Kane and Gareth Bale, an inconsistent and disappointing Arsenal draw at Burnley. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, Robbie Earl, uh, mm. only one place to start, my friend. Um, we've yes. done these before. I'm sure, you know, there's going to be a ton of them in the future. The Manchester Derby, mm. however big that Derby is to these Manchester City and United fans, I think is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Wow, my friend. I mean, talk about yeah. good United turned up. Man mm. City seemingly an awful start, Rob. And that's, that's yeah. I guess, where we should start. I mean, an awful yeah. start for, for, for all reasons, not just the... The clumsy play from Gabriel Jesus, who's just starting to look like he may be the main number nine for this club for a foreseeable mm. future. Clumsy uh, tackle, um, foul for that penalty kick. But after that, Rob, the passing and the the lack of drive, I think, you know, my first kind of note was sloppy, slow, cocky start from Manchester City. Hmm, interesting. Slop, uh, sloppy, slow. Yeah, cocky. Not sure. I'm, I'm totally cocky. I, I, I think I know where you're going. I, I, my complacent word, is another word. Maybe I mean, you, you, you would use the word. And I thought the the Jay Zeus tackle on Martial, thirty odd seconds into a derby, was clumsy at, at, at best. Yeah. 
I thought it was a clumsy Manchester City performance, Rob. That's mm, the word yeah. out. I thought they were clumsy. I thought the second goal, when the ball gets thrown out from Henderson to Luke Shaw, yeah. Luke Shaw, Cancelo, clumsy with the challenge, yeah, getting beat just... too easy in the press. Five players out the game, all of a sudden Manchester United can blow, blow forward. Um, but to start off, I'm going to say, congratulations, well done, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. There was a plan. Rob, we've said here, we've sat here, we, we've been critical of Ollie and said, well, he doesn't have a plan. He had a plan today. The plan was set up with a team that was well committed and a team that showed good quality when they got in, into it and out of the pitch. It wasn't a game, wasn't a win that's been reliant on an individual who's pulled a bit of magic yeah. or two bits of magic and we've gone brilliant. You know, United are good, but they rely. It was a team performance. It was full of commitment. And there was two things I, I, I noticed, Rob, that the, the Marcus Rashford run back when he actually gets himself injured with his ankle, a 60, 70-yard run back to win the ball tells me everything about the team when Rashford really could be a stay on the left wing. Eh, Mo Salah's not doing that in any day and anything as good as Liverpool are and as good as he is. The second thing I saw, Rob, and I don't know if you saw, if, depending on how you, how you watch the broadcast and saw all of it, and Bruno Fernandes got two calf, and I think we're about in the last five minutes of the game, and the shot was a, a volley Gunnar Solskjaer. But behind him was Bruno Fernandes. And I don't know if you saw Bruno Fernandes. He was looking up and down the pitch, and he was pointing to his yeah, mate. Yeah, he, he was in for the whole thing. Now, people have said, oh, he's a star, and he only plays in the big games and that. That was commitment. That's somebody who's committed to the team and committed to the cause. And I thought today, Oli... Manchester United and the group of players deserve a lot of credit because I didn't see it. I didn't see this kind of result. I thought at best they can get a draw. At best they're going to have to counter. I thought at times they played good football. They they uh, had good possession. And, you know, on a better day, if, if you know, they might have even gone on and scored a third goal. So I can't disagree, Rob, with most things you've said there, right? Of course yeah. it's a day for congratulating the manager. Um, yeah. It was a day when they did everything really well. And I think, mm. you know, you talk about a man with a plan. I think in general, against good sides that, that possess and come at them and they, they, they feel that they're a little inferior in terms of possession, they do a pretty good job of, of being mm. rugged, well-organised and counter-attacking. And that's what they were again. Took advantage of a slow start and the mistake and, and always then showed that extra bit of um, determination Back to your Marcus Rashford point, because they're in a situation where they're winning. It's a derby game. You know, the, the, you get one nil up and it's like, wow, this, this, this is really big for us. Now, again, I don't want to, <clears throat> I don't want to put down this victory, Rob, but the, the, the point you're saying about Rashford running 60 yards back to make a tackle, brilliant. But does he do it every week, Rob? when it's not something so big as a Manchester derby and you're winning the Manchester derby. And I'm, again, Rash, brilliant player. I love him to bits. But that extra bit of determination was, was mm. obviously there to see from all players, from everybody. Brilliant. Mm. But I would just argue, Rob, if you look at the recent results and other games, are they as driven and as, and as, as uh, work-like conscious in other yeah. games? They did it today. They got the, the, the benefit mm. of the start. Strong, something to build on. Look great going forward. Luke Shaw, as you said, again, we talked about him, what, three or four days ago, Rob, as yeah. being yeah, yeah. A, a star yeah. player right now. And I'm going to say it right now. He's my underappreciated performer of the weekend as I'm on a roll. Luke Shaw. We'll get it in early. Said, we'll get it in early because we talked about it last time. 
Um, but again, he should be getting more appreciation, Robbie. I think Gareth Southgate will be appreciating what he's doing right now, yeah. not just those forward runs and not just the goal he scored today. Uh, you know, it's it's everything. His all-round game is really at a high level. Now, if that's the manager to, to get him to this point, then well done, because that's real mm. progress. And we've seen previous managers not so keen on Luke Shaw. I've always thought he's a really, really good player, but he's showing it now under the manager. But just to go back to my point, Rob. Yeah, and of course, it's, it's a great win, point. mate. Are you, mm. But but I think that drive. Some people, some people might say that that wasn't there against Palace, and and I, and I'll take the point, and I think it's a good point. I think that's part of the gap that Manchester United have to close. Is that every game should feel yeah. should have that? Yeah. it's like a Manchester derby because yeah. we've seen with the plan, with the commitment, with the ability. Then they look a decent team. Then they've just beaten the best team in, in England who've yeah. been on a, on a run for, for as much as, as they can. And, and I think, you know, you, you make an important point with all But I want to make also, and, and as the game was playing out today, and I didn't really, we didn't have a, a load of time between the matches to make the point. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to say, Rob, and, and in possession, I think City had more. Not sure how the shots and that went, but, you know, I thought United had a couple of good opportunities anyway. Keeper made saves, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing I was thinking as I was watching the two teams is Manchester United's challenge is to close the gap, 11 points now, and you know, hopefully they can close it down, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It, close the gap to City. Don't think they're going to win the title still mm-hmm. and, and, and become title winners again. That's kind of the aim. My sense with this team is do it your way, though, because you know what? They're not going to be able to be City. They're not City. They can't play like City. They can have a style that can possess... Their, yeah, but what's their way? What are you talking about? Uh, what do you mean, well, their that, way? Well, I'm saying that even though today City, you know, were a bit sloppy, but had more possession and a look, a look better on the eye than Manchester United, I think, however they are under Pep, I think these United can find their way of winning and becoming a title-winning team, and it doesn't have to be City style. Liverpool didn't play as probably pleasing on the eye, but Liverpool had that intensity in the front three and keeping it in. I'm saying that Manchester United have to find their thing, but don't, I think like Ollie was sort of alluding to before the game, you know, Pep does his thing and that's fine, but we don't all have to do. We're not all measurable by City's kind of way of playing, yeah. inverted wing backs and, and, you know, people pushing in and five in, in the attack. Other teams can win it other ways. And I think Manchester sure. United mm-hmm. are big enough, strong enough, and they have to understand that find your way and then go on about it with that commitment and with the plan. It's a good point, and it, and it naturally makes me want to come back with what he said afterwards on going to Solskjaer, and it was really interesting. And his way, I believe, mm. is is not solely counter-attacking football. That's what he yeah, wants his yeah. way to be. Afterwards, mm. he said, you know what, I was disappointed. He, his yeah. interview afterwards after the first 15 you know, we, minutes. We got the goal, and, they, and, and there was a period of time that after that goal where they're bossing possession a little bit. And, I, and I'm sat there thinking, and I'm, I'm obviously he was too, like, yeah. This is what he wants, a bit more controlling United, a bit more assured United with the ball. Keep the ball, make City run around a little bit. That's what he wants, Rob. And then when you play Crystal Palace and you play other sides that they haven't got three points, that possession, that probing, that tiring out might help them get all three points in those games. I think what he's saying is he doesn't doesn't feel like for them to get to where they want to be ultimately as champions, they can't do it with the style they're playing right now. Not far off, obviously, but that extra possession and control is what I think he wants. And he saw it for like 15, 20 minutes after they scored against City. 
that's what he wanted. And I think he, he sounded frustrated that in the second half when City started to find their passing a little bit, they couldn't maintain it. And then, of course, in a game like that, you naturally like a bit more careful and you and you play on the counter-attack. But interesting, just an interesting yeah. game, Robert. And, and, and just swing it to City. Just swing it to City, Rob, is it? After listening to Kevin Bryan... Can, can I just have a quick couple of mentions yeah. before you know? Because I, I just wanted yeah. to jump in. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Wambasaka scares Raheem Sterling. Sterling doesn't fancy against Wambasaka. Wambasaka can take, can have him. One-on-one defending, he's almost yeah. like, leave me one-on-one, I'm good. And we've seen Sterling turn people in. I think he deserves a bit of credit on the other side. You've mentioned yeah. Luke Shaw, you're underappreciated yeah. this season. I just want to throw this one in because I kind of, we kind of got there with Tim and he didn't... Is this Dean Henderson's opportunity to become Manchester United's number one? If there's talk that De Gea might miss three or four games, we know he's, he's gone to see his, his girlfriend wife, he's just had a baby, and hopefully everything goes with that. There might be a, a period of, um, of isolation when he comes back. We're going to go through the Man- uh, Milan Europe- Europa games, they've got uh, important games. If he mm. plays well, Rob, keeps enough clean sheets, is this the, turn- is this the start of the turnover? It w- I, I think it's okay. So I think the popular answer to that would be, yeah, this this is an opportunity for Dean Henderson over mm. a period of games to show what he can do. Yeah. What I would add in my own personal opinion about this, and my gut feeling is, if he's immaculate, Rob, and he yeah. makes great saves, I think he's got to perform at his ultimate best level mm. to then say that when David Hare comes back. Oligan Solskjaer is going to have to say to him, listen, you know, I understand, but he's been such good form. I owe it to Mm -hmm. him to stay in the goal. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I do agree with the popular answer. All I would say is he's got to be really, really good. And and, and, uh, I just, I'm just a little, I still really like David De Gea. And I understand the mistakes recently. I understand people don't think he's quite what he was. I just think Dean Henderson to beat him out, to be, to prove to be better than David De Gea. My goodness. That's a tough ask. And maybe he does it, Rob. And maybe he goes as a brilliant stretch of games. That, for me, would be the only way that by the end of the season, he, he's not lost his place. He's got to be absolutely immaculate because David De Gea has gone home for the birth of his child with his girlfriend in Spain. I mean, he was number one before that. But Dean Henderson, maybe going back to your question, mate. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's the opportunity for him to, to be that good. But he's got to be that good to stay, in the, to stay in number one for me. See, see, yeah, my, my take is, is, I think, similar to yours, but, but, but where I have maybe slightly different, I think at some point between now and the end of the season, we, we kind of need to find out. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for, for what's going to maybe next year. And it might yeah. be that he, he plays really well and he goes, you know what, might be time in the summer, or he doesn't play as well and we go, we yeah. still need to play it. But he, he gets a little loop with... with you know, almost top four guaranteed to a certain position. You know, they'd like to finish second. They can have a look at the goalkeeper. Because at some point, we need to find out about Dean Henderson. Or Dean Henderson will probably want to leave and go and play. Particularly, I was just going to say, particularly because of the last week or so, Rob, there's yeah. been a couple of stories like, mm. this isn't good for him. He's going to want to move on. So I think you make a brilliant point. You know, now is the time to, to figure out whether he is going to be number one. Because there's no point Dean Henderson staying at United next season if he's still going to be sat on the bench. I mean, I mean, if you, I guess a club like Man United, you can have two great goalkeepers, you know, at your club, but Dean Henderson isn't going to want to do it, Rob, is he? So you're right. This is a, yeah, it's a good point. He's going to have to figure out ready going into the summer, what he feels is going to be, or who he feels is going to be number one. 
Yeah, interesting, let's move interesting. on to City because I know you want to do have a quick talk about Pep and sort of. You sounds to me like you you were you're quite disappointed with what what you saw and how they no. went about it today. I I just I just thought they had a bad day. I thought they started mm, yeah. off very slow. Kevin De Bruyne gave mm. the ball away quite a few times. You know, some of the passing from the back and the composure and that that swagger which we enjoy with teams playing well, Rob. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody can say that. I mean, the first 10, 15 minutes of the game, I just think they thought this is kind of easy. We've won 21 yeah. games. Yeah, this is yeah. going to. I just think there was a little bit of complacency in their football. And then, by the way, as as you know, if you start badly in a game, isn't it? It is hard. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to find that that football again. And when did they get it? Like into the second half, like where they started yeah. to knock it around. They were just, they just looked, they looked like they, they just looked not bothered. And like, you know what? I don't, we don't really need to go to war with Man United after they went one nil up. We don't really need to, to pull out the stops. We've got Champions League games coming up, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that the, the, the De Bruyne, Pep Guardiola afterwards were very much like, you know, De Bruyne sometimes it just doesn't happen. It's not always easy. And Pep was, you know, the run is amazing. I just think they weren't that bothered. Um, but again, before United fans start jumping, you know, Man United, of course, you know, ensured that they gave them no reason to want to get back in the game and, and were the better side for sure. Yeah. But that was an off day for Man City, Rob. I mean, I think everybody would agree with that. When nobody played well, just didn't look like scoring. Didn't, no. didn't look like scoring a team that's been so good um, throughout the season with different people scoring different goals. It's just a, a bad day for them and, and they were well beaten on the day. Looking at the bench, Rob, it was a strong bench. The, I think there was Torres, there was Foden, there was Bernardo yeah. Silva, there was Aguero. Might we start to see one or two of those? Kind of, is, is Aguero time coming back? Well, they, 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 uh, we always see the others. I mean, uh, everybody else gets. Mm. I mean, that's mm. that's kind of that's the rotation is the rotation. The question is whether Sergio Aguero, in his manager's eyes, is ready yeah. to get more minutes. Rob, and he's, is We're he ready about the to? Triple coming up, Rob. Aren't we? This is the the important time now. The next 10, 12 games. I think we chatted about this before, Rob. I, I just don't know whether with the games remaining, right? There's not many games left in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, it's nitty gritty in knockout stages in the Champions League. Is he going to be ready to make an impact, Rob? Or, or is it going to be the same guys? Maybe a false nine. Maybe Gabriel Jesus. Maybe the odd off the bench from Sergio Aguero. Or you? Are you? I feel like you're expecting him to get minutes and be a starting um, player in the yeah. next month. I'm expecting him to get minutes, and then we'll find out if he's a starting player. It's a bit like the Dean Henderson. I kind of mm. feel like is it this? Is Sergio Aguero still the Sergio Aguero we know, or is some of that? been dimmed away yeah. it's a bit like the Gareth Bale you know yeah. we've seen the best of Bale now because he's hung back I personally want to find out if Sergio Aguero is still maybe he's seen things in training that we don't see and he's, mm. he's not yeah. quite as sharp as, as he was but for me if mm. I've got an Aguero around I want to know is he or isn't he you know that guy because today I'm yeah. thinking if you took an Aguero on at 1-0 at, at half time you're still, you're still in the game wonder why he didn't do it Rob wonder why he mm. didn't do it yeah, yeah, only they will know. But let's yeah. move it on, mate, because um, yep. United getting the most in. And let's remember, just a note to your underappreciated performer of the week, Luke yep. Shaw, that I totally agree with him. He's playing outstanding mm. at the moment. Mm. Let's move it on to another big story of the weekend, my friend. <sighs> Liverpool Football Club have now lost six straight games <laughs> at Anfield. 
<laughs> and and, and they, they lost today to Fulham. All credit. And the first thing we've got to do is credit Scotty Parker and his team for the win. Excellent. It's yeah. not all about Lingy. But I just want to make a point, Rob, of, of, of what jumped thought came to me as I was watching the game. At this point last season, Liverpool were streets ahead of everybody in the league playing incredible football at a level. This point last season, Fulham were probably, and I don't know the actual position, but probably fighting to get a place in the playoffs. That's the turnaround in what would be classed as six months or 12 months, if you want to take year to year, is incredible. Mm. It's incredible. Mm. I mean, it's a, a team that goes off just goes off, doesn't it? And it gets worse, progressively worse. That's what I always get astonished. And there's other examples that I can't think of right now. But, but you know, you see it at Sheffield United as an example, Rob, where you're like, wow, they lost the first. I'm like, well, you know, they're still playing well. They're missing the finishing touches. But the yeah, more it yeah. goes on, the more confidence gets affected. And in this case, it's the same situation. We know where all this all started from. It all started from the injuries and then different players going out of position. They kind of got away with it a little bit, had some bad results some weird results. And then it got worse and worse and worse. And now you're in a situation where the confidence on the back of that is low. And I think as well on top of that, when you talk about Liverpool last year that were flying, that was so dominant, that is a that is a everybody's fit flying, something special is happening with a title challenge. There's every reason to, 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 to play your highest level, which takes a ton of effort, Every single week, that's gone now. They're not going to win the Premier League title, and I see I see the desire waning a little bit. Um, all on the back of injuries, bad play, confidence mm. goes down. Nah, not much to play for in the Premier League, and it's all it's all compounding. And I think Jurgen Klopp, well, the top four, has, top four to play for, Rob. I know you're yeah. saying Rob, top four to play for Champions League football. There's no guarantee this team playing as they are going win no. win the Champions League, um, no. and and. You know, you, and I hear what you say in terms of the word play, Marlon. It's the, I've always said the hardest thing to explain to people is confidence. Because when you've got it, you know it. And when you haven't got it, you know it. But it's the hardest thing to explain. And right now, there's a group of players. But th- there would be a, a period, and I'm not talking last season's best 11 of Liverpool. There would be a period when Liverpool could put out a B team that would beat Fulham. Mm. This, this, and now some might argue the team that played was sort of B team with Nico Williams, Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, etc., etc. But you would expect that team still, with the quality that's laced around it, with the experience, with the know-how, with the international footballers, that they could still get the job done. So let's see. Let's, let's figure out why they didn't get the job done. Defensively, ton of changes. Seven changes to the whole team, by the way. Defensively, with Robertson, Reese Williams, Nat Phillips, and, and Nico Williams. Inexperienced, I thought it showed. Nico yeah. Williams, and and again, it's never our style to really criticise certainly younger players. He doesn't quite look up to it, particularly yeah. defensively, Rob. And 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 he can come again, and he can learn, and whatever. He got caught out of position many many times. So uh, you know, defensively, a brittle kind of foundation they're working on right now. Okay, and you saw Allison a few times was like getting frustrated and was mm-hmm. pointing mm-hmm. fingers. That's one thing, right? And that's kind okay. of that's kind of you understand that a little bit. Understandable, maybe. yeah. Front players, Robbie Earl. Front players. Now, I, I think I, for the most part, have, have been like, well, they're, they're, they're the front three. 
really, really great players. It's only a matter of time before they'll find their mojo and the connections and the chemistry. And I've been a little bit harsh on Roberto Firmino because I don't think he's looked near to that. But now it, it's it, they look a hopeful. They, it's, their, their attacks are based on hope. There's no, there's no real... I, I also, I feel like in terms of chemistry, they're playing a little bit individually, Rob. A little mm. bit individually. Now, Mane came on and Mo Salah's kind of an individual player. But it looks like there's no synergy with their attack at the moment. And that's what's been their key over the last few seasons and the way that they've just, they've just combined and they've just done their magic and things have happened. Now, that's been off for a little bit of time. But I thought today, gosh, just didn't look like scoring. Didn't look like scoring. And it was kind of a hopeful thing that I've, we've criticised like Man United sometimes where yeah. it looks like they're attacking. Like, do they even know what they're trying to do? It's just, it just looks a little bit off the cuff. I've got to say today, for the for the first time, maybe that's my my bad. I don't spot it, but like, I just thought they looked like not nothing. Looked like hopeful, hopeful, Rob. But they're building up and trying to find passes and combination in in more hope than real strategy. And and that's something that today for me was apparent. Again, for others, it might have been apparent for a few weeks, but I just thought, wow, there's nothing. Didn't look like scoring, Rob. And that and yeah, that yeah. is so unlike a attacking play. And I think Rebecca's been hinting, like, this can't all be about the injuries. Yeah, and, yeah. It's something more now with those yeah. front players that, that are just, they are below 50% of effectiveness yeah. and effort and, and determination, et cetera, to a point where it's like, gosh, these numbers now, Rob, it's going mm. from champions to this now. Yeah. All of a sudden, it, it, it's not, it, for me, it's not a crisis. But I can understand how some people are starting to say, yeah, well, this, yeah. this is unraveling mm. into something that's pretty awful on the back of all these injuries that everybody understands has a, a factor to play. But wow, Rob, I, I am shocked. I mean, they, sit, they sit eighth in the table now, Rob. And, and, and I'm like you. I'm, I'm looking, thinking, this is more than injuries. This, this isn't, this, you know, we absolutely can point to the injuries and the timing injuries yeah. and the way. What we're seeing now is, is, is beyond the injuries. And that's the slight worry for me, that this does, looks more than that. And I, and I can't put my finger on it. I don't know. Sometimes you have to be within a club or around the club to know more, to understand more. But there's something, that touchy thing, there's something there, Rob, that you know, young players can come in and be inspired. Young players can come in and, and take their opportunity and, 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 and push on. I mean, this is a Fulham team who plays who many, some who's the first time in the Premier League. You know, Adam Adam Luckman's on loan from RT Le- Leipzig is coming in and making the most of his opportunities. And, yeah. and Loftus-Cheek and, and, and Maggio and, and Cavallero and, and the likes. You know, you, that, there's no there's no substitute for, for trying and having a go. And it, something's, something's broken at Liverpool, Rob. And I don't know. I'm not quite sure what, what it is or who it is or how it works. That's, something's that's a little bit broken. Broken is a strong word, right? Were yeah. we saying that? Maybe we were saying that last season. I've just looked at the, the league table from last year. Now, Man City had an off-season, right? And mm. uh, Could, you know, I would be more of, this is just an off-season. Circumstance, yeah. injuries, they've been at such a high physical level for two or three seasons mm. that maybe yeah. they're like, you know, we can't, we, we, we can't do it. You know, Man City lost nine games last year, but still finished yeah. second. And that's yeah. when you say the eighth in the league table. That's yeah. a worry. Just, I, I would just throw it back to you, Rob. Is it? Is it? Can can Liverpool fans take solace in? Well, it, they're, it's an off season, and they can yeah. rebound. When you say broken, yeah. 
then that, well, that's... Well, yeah, because part of what Liverpool were about were brilliant forwards all committed, playing really well chemistry. Intensity of midfield closing, keeping the ball on. High press, energy. Some of those things, Rob, I don't know if you can just solder them together and it all clicks again. Maybe changing of some of the faces might regenerate it in that. But I'm not you, sure that... I'm not you sure know, we can go to Robert, to Bobby Firmino, Manor and Salah, who are all different now, who are all playing a little different. I don't know that you just somehow click that back together and it all starts working again. Well, of course, the man that's got to try and solder it together is Jurgen Klopp, Rob. Mm. And do you... Do you think that his his words now after, what is it, four or five years in in charge at the club, well, is it that his words scenario, are left out? It? Yeah, it's a pep scenario that that, he, that we had and, you know, we don't know. It's an interesting summer for, for the football club. It's yeah. an interesting summer for Klopp. It's an interesting summer for the ownership group. It's an interesting summer for what they, you know, what gets spent, what doesn't, who stays, who doesn't. Uh, club have been, you know, 30-year wait, had a brilliant campaign uh, and, and, and played some scintillating football, are going to have some tough decisions to make in the summer. But I do want to pass it over and spend a couple of minutes on Fulham, Rob, because yeah. Yeah, the sure. turnaround for Liverpool is, if you go back to those first two games when we saw Fulham, and we, we, we love Scotty, I love Fulham as a football club, we should absolutely enjoy going there when I lived in London. Good people, great football club, always good to watch and, and you're well-received. But I just thought, it's not going to happen for them this year after the first few games. Their turnaround, their football, their confidence in what they're doing, their confidence in the manager, their belief in themselves mm. is as big as Liverpool's demise has been. Mm. Yeah, I agree, mate. I mean, it's in some ways, of course, we focus on the big clubs, Robin, in our mm. show and and football, it, the Premier League in general does. But I tell you what, it, it, it's it's really impressive to see a manager, young manager, yeah. make such change. And you're mm-hmm. right, for all those players to believe they're onto something that, that can keep them in the Premier League. I mean, I know there's a ton of players that are on loan and it's kind of patched together in some ways, but what a patch job. What a patch mm-hmm. job of the players that's brought in. And the football that they're playing, Rob, the confidence that they've got and a little bit of brightness they've got in those attacking players and what Manchester's brought to the side as, as well. I mean, they don't look like a team no. that, that's going to get relegated. And of course, you know, we can look at Newcastle United and they're in a bit of a, they're in a crisis. They're in a crisis yeah. right now. Yeah. And and you think with the points getting equal, like, wow. I mean, Fulham's still got work to do, Rob, but yeah, it, it's just a really... I'd rather be in their camp than anybody else down there. I'd rather be in their camp. Absolutely. And, and, just before we move on, Rob, my underappreciated player of the week goes to Joachim Anderson, the big centre-back, yeah. Rob, on loan. I think he's on loan from Leon. He's 24 years of age. He's a, he's a man back there. He can win it. He can play. Looks like he's got a little bit about him to organise those in and around him. Right now, he would be a perfect fit for Liverpool Football Club, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Big, good size, can play, looks commanding, looks like he can organise up. He's 24 years of age. He's on loan, Rob, and he's one of those that one or two might look at yeah. Well, Fulham will obviously want to try and keep him themselves, but one or two others might just look at him and think, hmm, there's a, there's a player in there. Yeah, it's a good shout. And, and I, I think it could have been him or his partner, Tosin. Yeah, Tosin. From Man City, a very small yeah, amount of dollars. Yeah. Um, I thought the pair of them were mm. incredible, absolutely phenomenal back there. And uh, I tell you what, it's just going to be fun to see it. We always want yeah. a race, 
sports want entertainment we've got a race we've got a very interesting race at the bottom of fulham my goodness was it the second ever second ever win at anfield, yeah, anfield yeah. it's pretty impressive you know and um yeah, it's a, it's a interesting game, and just I just got a note here, Robert of Liverpool. They've lost to they lost at home to Burnley, Brighton, and Fulham in twenty twenty one. Three clubs at Anfield in this calendar year. It's amazing, amazing yeah, game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's why we love it, my friend. That's why we yeah. love it. Let's move it on to Tottenham Hotspur. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two minus four goals. Bale is back with a brace. Harry is still the king of Tottenham with a brace and two assists. I mean, it's, um, it's a different Tottenham, Rob, but... We've got, to be, we've got to be liking it a little bit, haven't we? Who doesn't like it? Who doesn't like it, Robin? Who hasn't been been wanting this? And again, Gareth Bale's quality. Wow. I mean, I, yeah, I, we'll never I mean, know. A month, a month ago, we were saying, Rob, weren't we? Like, come on, Gareth. Is he, is he, is he ever going to be that player? Is he really ever going to be that player? And well, it, I, I didn't, we didn't think it was going to be the same player, Rob. Yeah, yeah. The Mark II Bale is always going to be. Yeah. Older, but he's still got. Obviously, what we're seeing now, and I love players that th- that things happen with. Now, w- things happen with Bale when he plays. Things happen. He can p- find a pass. He can cross a ball. He can head balls in his header today from mm. uh, Harry Kane's header. And I think it's just like, again, we'll never know whether he was ready a month ago. I mean, wasn't everybody in the football world thinking, yeah. why isn't Bale? And I know he's had little injuries and muscle things and all that. And maybe, maybe uh, Jose Mourinho has done the right thing in being really, really careful. Yeah, yeah. How we're seeing the benefits. That's obviously a scenario, but but it, it's just I, I, you know, watching Spurs on the front foot, Rob, dominating the the play and and, and looking great. I mean, they're so good to watch with those players. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know, one of my notes was like, this is the way the Spurs should defend. I mean. You know, like with the ball, after yeah, higher up the front, yeah, it's quite, yeah. Goal. Instead of being so worried about being um, such a strong protecting team, get it, get on the ball. Like cities, when City are playing well, their defense is amazing because they got the ball all the time. Yeah, and they're so far away from their own goal. I just loved, I just love watching Spurs, Rob. When you got these players and talented forwards that are combining, linking together. I mean, Harry Kane, wow. I mean, talk about. If you're a, a striker or forward, Rob, can you do any more than he'd done in this game? 
I mean, he did everything you could. I mean, there's one where he cleared it away from his goalkeeper, assisting, scoring. 16 goals, 13 assists. I mean, it's ridiculous. And he switched it into the top corner, Rob. The goal. Oh, 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 come on. I mean, that's that's Kane all over, isn't it? That that, that Harry Kane. I mean, what's really interesting, Rob, is, and I think as a Spurs fan, I think that's four wins in the last, like, 11, 12 days now for for Spurs. So, you know, gloom's been lifted. Go top six. They've got a really, which could be really exciting end to the season, but an end to season that before the international break, they got Zagreb in the in the Europa League, they got North London derby, they got Zagreb, and they go Aston Villa. But it's a little finding out around that period, and then we've got obviously coming looking forward into April, they got the League Cup final. If they can kind of rotate the the, the Fab Four that. It, was Deli Alley and now includes Lucas Moura. The Lamella comes on and, and does a little bit. You've still got Ndombele who didn't play because Winks played today. It starts to look like on a good day, Spurs can test anyone in the league. There's seven points off the top four, Rob. We know the Europa League is a massive priority for Jose. Yeah. Does he, and, and we've had this conversation with Danny Higginbottom where he feels that generally... He thinks he goes all in for that, yeah. All in the Europa League. But given how they look at the moment, isn't yeah. that... You can't, you can't. You can't, Rob. I think that's dangerous. I think it's a balancing act. And I think that's why we didn't see Delhi today. I think Delhi starts in, in Europe. I think he can do that with a few. He took, he took Bale off, I think, where the Bale starts. Or, you know, Ndombele might start. I think he's going to start to look at... I think he's going to stay strong in two for as long as he can. I don't think he has to, at this point, go all my eggs in Europa basket. Why would you? Yeah. Just a, a random little appreciation shout out. Lucas Moura, Rob, is playing in the 10 role where Dele, Dele and, and people like us and media want to see Deli Ali. I thought Lucas Moura, by the way, was a, was a, was excellent in terms of Nick, well, he got the first goal, and Nick in the ball, oh, yeah. from the number 10 role. He's, he's, a, he's a bundle of energy and might be just a little bit of yin and yang to the bale and the, and the sun and the cane of energy in that, in, in a modern number 10 where he's not so much of a playmaking guy, but he's just a, a nuisance, great pressing, and also he can get forward in his pace. And he, I just thought Lucas played well today. I mean, everybody played well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I just appreciate you know what you mean? He's, he's, he's the kind player. of Jesse Lingard when Jesse Lingard used to play yeah. there, isn't he? Can set attacks and adds a little bit of legs and energy sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes starts yeah. to press, actually, maybe when he the did. big boys are, really are, are all greening. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good shout and a good win for. The Spurs, um, and as you say, top six, all of a sudden not too far away from top four. And Jose, yeah. at this stage, I don't think is prioritising anything. Yeah. Uh, let's move to the other North London uh, team, Rob, because I, I, I know there's a little bit of maybe frustration, really, in terms of where are we with, with Arsenal and, and Arteta. They sit 10th in the league. They've lost 11 Premier League games this season. They were 1-0 up, and I thought, and, and, and I'll get your opinion, I thought for, for 25, 30 minutes, they played some really good football, they worked it from the back. The setup was, was, was he had Chambers as a right back, but quite narrow mm. and dealing with the aerial threat. You mm. had, um, had Tierney on the left hand side pushing high, William coming in. I thought the shape looked good. They created one or two chances, got the goal from Bamiang early on, didn't get the second. And then, as ever with Arsenal, you're waiting for something, and Granite Jacker gave you the something. And all of a sudden, the game seemed to change from that moment on. And an error kind of disrupts them a little bit, loses a little bit of focus. Listen, there's arguments about whether it should have not been a penalty and all that. And listen, you'll get them, you won't get them, maybe this season, next season. But the control of the game was never quite the same as they had in the first 30 minutes. 
Yeah, I, I just think Arsenal, uh, they're just a team of drama, Rob, aren't they? I mean, it's like, you know, they always, I mean, it's like, again, I've got here, my main note is another day, another game that they should win. And, an, yeah. and on another day in the future, they win that comfortably, but they don't. And how many times have we said that? I mean, the, the playing out from the back with Granite Xhaka, right? And I, yeah. and I, was, I felt from a little bit, um, I saw his tweet that he put out, Rob, about apologising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Instagram, yeah. And yeah. it's a player that I'm when he's when he did it and when I'm I'm trying to put myself in his head. And I know he's been complaining recently, or like about people hammering on Twitter and don't you know? Yeah, come social to media. Yeah. It's had so much stick, and I'm, I'm sure it will continue. But but I thought it was a nice touch just to say, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. It's my bad. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I think like you showed on the graphic on the, on in, on the broadcast. I just don't understand that coming to the ball as yeah. midfield players. It's yeah. it's like a sweep it out, and I know he's left yeah. the goalkeeper knocked it in a pace that I mean they all know that that's just on. Yeah, and it just, it just took a touch. Now the pitch at Burnley was is poor. Was he just trying to be extra safe and careful? Maybe, but it mm. was on. It was absolutely yeah. on. Just a sweep it out there. I think just to, just on the first goal, Rob, just as a note, because I know that certain fans will say, well, why do they keep playing out from the back? The first goal was a uh, great goal. Brilliant playing. goal. Brilliant, yeah. I don't know why they Forte, do it. Forte, Jacques, Willian through, goal, yeah. Yeah, because if you play through that pressure, there's spaces all through the team that you can, you know, and that was a great example. So, yeah, it just, you know, and it wasn't just about, I think uh, Mikel Arteta was talking about it after Rob. It wasn't just about the Granite Jacker mistake. There's a ton of time left after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arsenal missed great chances. Mm. Great chances. They should have won the game anyway. You know, and, and uh, you know, the one that Saka, Saka missed with his little left Yeah, it came through to him. He, he just got to poke it in. Aubameyang had a couple of half chances. I mean, Pepe's a bit unlucky, the one that goes over the top. And, yeah, and... <laughs> It's just like it's at some point they've got to get over this thing, haven't they? They've got yeah. to stop doing this. They've got to find a way to win. Otherwise, we're just going to be like it, it stops progress, basically. It's almost, like not, not now, progress. Progress. it's almost like not ways to win, but but find ways not to blow it because yeah. they've looked better. They've looked better, created stuff. They just they're blowing situations where like wow, can't believe they didn't win that game and it's happened again. Just on the on the penalty, Rob, and and we don't you know. I, I was surprised it wasn't given, you know, and, and I'm yeah, somebody, you know, yeah. his arm is... A long is, way away from his body, isn't it? 90 degrees out. Another ball's at a short area, but our understanding is, and mm. um, my goodness, we we go to the PGML many times about this, is that if it's away from your body, like, that's one thing. Okay, it's away from your body. But is that an expected position given that situation? Yeah. And I don't think, I I don't think it's worth it to have it right out I think like the two that. things are then the distance of the ball away from the hand might have been the only other thing they could have looked at but but, but it's not over it's not override yeah, yeah. it feels clear and obvious error to me and I, again I, I agreed yeah. I thought that, that Burnley got a little bit fortunate with that one but um, yeah it, it, this is one of those where at first you or I'm starting to feel sorry for Arteta because you kind of feel like his progress has been hindered but in a way this is what he's got to do. Scotty Parker had problems with Fulham defensively mm. and dealt with them. Looked at three, looked at five, looked at personnel, got the shape, and has now got a, a system that suits his playing team. Mikel Arteta has got to find a way, to, as you say, stop the drama, stop the mistakes. If that's what it is, the times yeah. be safer. Maybe if Bert Leno sees it coming on and thinks it's a tight, kick it long. Maybe yeah. if that's what you have to do yeah. once or twice. Yeah. If there's a risk, kick it long and we'll play from there. You talked about Spurs' upcoming games, Rob. Let me give you Arsenal's. 
Olympiakos away, obviously first of the two legs. Spurs at home, London derby. Olympiakos away at home. West Ham away, Liverpool home. So you talk about defining periods and, and tough runs. That's a, that's a really tough run. And I think the last thing I think we just touch on is just the manager, Robert Arsenal, Mikel Arteta, and they're sitting in eighth place. You know, they sit in tenth place. Are they? Arsenal are tenth. Right. Sorry. Yeah, tenth place. Is is what what would turn? I don't feel there's and and rightly so in my opinion. I don't feel there's a, a real spotlight on Mikel Arteta Robin and the job he's no, doing at Arsenal. No, but no. I know that Rebecca asked you the question and kind mm. of but how long can Arsenal be in tenth Rob before there starts to be a bit more heat on Arteta? I think I think he gets a relative buy, if that's the right word, through till the end of the season. I think oh, okay. got, I think first half of next season we have to see improvement. Yeah. I think if we're getting to Christmas and things, I think we're talking maybe even that, that window, I think we've got to hear. And listen, this is the week that he's been linked to Barcelona job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I just, I think he's, Arsenal fans... Cool. In, in, in Stamford called Barcelona. I thought he was going to manage that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only thing, and of course, uh, the, the window will be really important for Arsenal. I'm going to be sat playing golf, May. I'll get off the golf course. I'm going to look at my phone. I'm going to see who Arsenal signed. I just worry that there ain't much money there for Arteta, which would be... So then they're, becoming, they're starting to become a mid-table team. And, and it was a, a couple of weeks ago, Rob, I, I, I said on the show, and a couple of people questioned my thing, I said, Arsenal are the biggest club in the capital. And I still stand by that. The biggest club. Yeah. Not yeah. current, not relevant, not most successful, the biggest club. At yeah. some point soon, Rob, it was, tw- it was 2004 the last time Arsenal won a title. You cannot be tenth in the league and, and have been in, in, in falling away year after year since the Wenger years and the Emery years, and then now will be the Arteta years and still be the biggest club in the capital. So the, the, there's an important two or three years for this football club, Rob, and some big decisions have got to be made above Mikel Arteta in terms of what the ambition and what what the drive of this club because you know what, global reach can start to shrink. Yeah. New fans can start to turn. Yeah, and, and when you look at that comparison of Arsenal and Spurs, and you know, a, a Spurs with their new stadium and everything else, are they trying to edge by and get past Arsenal? Of course, they've got a ton of trophies to do that. I look at the Manchester, and I did think actually about Man City and another Premier League title, most probably, and maybe a Champions League title. They're a load behind Man United, Robbie Earl, mm-hmm. but Man United haven't, you know. Yeah, 2013 won last title. Slowly but surely chiseling away at that gap mm. between trophies. Yeah. At, uh, I, I, listen, I know how big United are compared to City, but as time goes on, new fans watching the Premier League, etc., etc., City are winning a lot of silver at the moment. Anyway, I digress. Let's move on to a couple of other results, mate, that, yeah. that we'll just on. Uh, Brighton won Leicester 2. Little worries. Alarm bells for me for, for our Good friend, our, our coaching buddy Graham Potter, who we both admire, both love. Have faith, Robbie Earl. You're too bloody. Got one nil up, got one nil up but I, I'm, I'm worried for our friend. I, I, I think I'm going to have to somehow fly to, to England. What and have you tell you? When you watch them play, what does your yeah. eye tell you? My eye tells me that they're Bournemouth. <laughs> but they're wedded to this style. They're wedded to this style. I thought this result at the weekend was 
an alarm. Come on, son. I know. I'm. I'm hoping, but I just think I said. I just think now these doubt. Once doubt comes into some of what they're doing, it's a problem. Can't find a regular goal scorer. Lovely football again. Should have been 2 0 up and maybe the game's different. They don't. They lose in the manner they lose. Keeper makes an error. The keeper slightly worries me a little bit because we don't know anything about him. What have he stopped to chuck a couple in? Hmm. No, they're banging. Yeah, they're right in it, Rob. I'm hoping I'm wrong and I'd love to see Graham Potter survive in his team because I think he's a good coach and I think he'll develop into a good team. And they'll be be fine. They've just got to find a way to make sure they stay in there this year. Do you think Leicester will stay in there? Top four? Yes, I said before. I think we had that that discussion. I think people will come back. I think there's a little bit about them. They, were, they, they weren't great first half. Made adjustments, played better. The passing was was more secure. Movements were better. Chances. Ian Acho's finding goals, which is important. Uh, body's gone quiet, but Ian Acho's looking more like a bonus. That's a bonus. And then if Madison to come and and, and um, Hobby Barnes to come back, players coming back, giving them a lift. I believe in Brendan. I, I think this group have learnt from last season. I think they can hang, hang in there. Yeah. How how did you expect the West Brom Newcastle game to go? Nil, nil, Robbie. Did anybody think of this game? Correct. Correct. Somebody said, based on all the drama that's happened at St. James's Park over the last week, there'll be no drama on the football pitch. It <laughs> wasn't an awful lot of it. Um, no, I think this always better. I, I, if anybody, I fancied West Brom to nick it. I thought Sam would have his team set up. Um, and yeah. by John's come in and they look better. Yeah, better of the two, but um, no. Problems ahead for Newcastle United, Robin, and it moves us on to the, the sort of the, the interesting part of the table right now is the bottom and the, the fight against relegation. And um, we've had our, our partners, Points Bet Sportsbook, look at the latest relegation odds hmm. uh, for teams down there. And starting at Sheffield United at the bottom, minus 10,000. So pretty much telling us everything about Chris Wilder. Now, I just want to come back to you on Chris Wilder. Remember, just let me remember to, to have a chat by him after we, we've looked okay. at the odds. But the other odds are West Bromwich Albion, minus 5,000. So oh. hmm. Newcastle United, plus 100. This is the interesting bits now, Robin. Those those first two, uh, they yeah. need like miracles, basically. So yeah. this is the, yeah. this is the interesting so bit. Got to die. What it almost feels like there's one spot to go. There's one spot to go. So go yeah. ahead. So what's in Newcastle? What plus one hundred? Plus one hundred. Fulham plus one seventy. Brighton plus four hundred. Mm. And Burnley plus six fifty. Yeah. So they right now believe that the the Run of form that the Fulham are on, the, the demise and the crisis that continues at Newcastle with Steve Bruce and St. James's Park, that Fulham are a better bet to stay up than Newcastle United right now. Mm. I agree with you. It. You, I, you agree? I think the odds are really, really good. I mean, Brighton at plus mm. 400, maybe yeah. they could be a little lower, Rob, in terms of the price, given mm. where they are right now. Um, yeah. But I kind of agree with that. I think Brighton are going to still prove over the remaining games that they're good enough to stay in the division. I think Burnley will as well. I think that's the interesting bit. And that's kind of close. Plus 100, plus 170 for Fulham is kind of close. And things do change 
week yeah, in, week out. Game by game, game, aren't they? Yeah. When, when those yeah. teams play each other in any games that are left between now and the season, absolute, you know, yeah. could be game changers for, for, yeah. for either of those teams. United, my friend. And, and our, I want to go back there, yeah. You, you know, on. I just wanted to, to, to go back there. Well, Sheffield United, Chris Wilder. Now, we, we, we've enjoyed Sheffield United being back in the league. We've enjoyed Chris Wilder. I think his honesty, his transparency, heart on the sleeve. A little bit old school, but good tactician. He's been with the football club. I didn't like, at the weekend, the public throwing the players under the bus to the point where I'm saying to a couple of players, I can't wait for the end season to basically get rid of a couple of players. And if yeah. I could, I'd get rid of them now. Didn't like that, Rob. Didn't like no. that as a manager. I'm not sure what who whose benefit is that for. Well, is it trying to protect his own back a little bit? Yeah. And this this embarrassing season is is is, is more on the players than it's on me. I don't um, know, Rob. Is, is it messages? Is it messages upstairs? Is it trying? Is it is it to the fans? Like so, you know. I think Chris Wilder's bigger and better than that. I don't think he needs to do that, Rob. Listen, if, you, if you're in the dressing room and you, you're having your say and you're going head to toe with people and all, do what you've got to do. Keep it in there. You say what you got to say. Grab those guys in, in, the, in your office on a Monday if you feel it. Say what you got to say. Don't come and tell us on, on national TV and all around. I don't, because I don't think it's for any reason. I don't think it's any reason than for himself. He likes talking in press conferences, Robbie. We know that. <laughs> and he and he comes across as the you know the the very straight up honest I say as it is Sheffield guy and I get that and there's there's that's that's a, there's a strong connection yeah. between him and the football club obviously for what he's done yeah. we saw this last year Rob and we've talked about it where he pulled out he called out his players when they lost yeah. the game when they were like sat in sixth place in the Premier League and these are Division One players they're not so quick when they want a week mm-hmm. off or they want a new contract and at the time I remember thinking wow that's nasty. Given yeah. how well they're doing, yeah. like it shocked yeah. me. So you know, maybe what he said regarding the players he wants to get rid of, maybe it's not that much surprise. And and you know, I don't know how he is with his players. I don't know if the players have have, have taken some of this and thought, yeah, you know what, like that's yeah. not cool. And I don't really well, I'm put, run myself into the ground for you. The bigger point for me, Rob, is some of these players he, he's going to need to get him out of, of trouble next, get him out of the championship next season. Some of these players you've got to have with you. And and I, I ain't too sure if, if, if I've got a manager like that. And I know he's got loads of credit in the bank. And I know he's been there a long time. And he's done brilliant things at the football club. But this is Premier League. This is about being in the Premier League. And Frank Lampard loses his job. And Slavin Bilic loses his job. And people lose their jobs. And we you know, think things are just doing okay. You know, hmm. pressure's going to be on Chris Wilder starting next season, Rob. Because yeah. people will... St- he said this week, I heard it, uh, some, him say midweek about... We might have to look at the Burnley model. So we were up, we go down, we consolidate, we come back up again, and we stay strong. Yeah, yeah. It's fine if you come back, but you've got to come yeah. back first. And it also, I'm sure the relationship between the manager and the board at Burnley was rock solid. It sounds mm. like there's a little bit of talk between Wilder now and the owners about investment, about you know, technical director coming in between it, them. I think, and yeah, I don't think Wilder wants that. Situation is saying, oh, I don't know what's going on. No one tells me. So, yeah, I just, I mean, to be fair, there's been an awful season, and and, and mostly yeah. Rob, he's been pretty honest throughout. It's like he's took it on the chin. I mean, yeah. they got 14 points after a ton of games, bottom of the league table. I just, is he gonna 
start to implode a little bit. Yeah, given his yeah. And it's not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And I don't yeah. think he, he's a better manager than that. And I don't think yeah. it's a good look for him. But listen, we'll see. Maybe that's what pressure and, and, and the disappointment of obviously taking his hometown team down and, and, and having to fight back. But listen, mate, mm. plenty going on this weekend. On a weekend when the city of Manchester has turned red. Well, at least for this weekend, at least. It's Manchester United get the win over City. And then their long unbeaten run. Liverpool's poor form continues. Another defeat as they go down to Fulham in some of their worst run of form in over 60 years. We'll be back on Thursday. So date for your diary. Thursday, March the 11th, when we'll take a look back at all the European games. That'll be Champions League. With Liverpool taking on Leipzig. That's in Hungary. Liverpool with 2-0 up and could do with a, uh, make sure they get a win in that game. And the Europa League on Thursday, Manchester United, Arsenal and Spurs, who all have matches. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Good night. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.